members. 93.3 and AM 560. It's not all kumbaya, but it's straightforward. KWTO. It's what the hill? What? I understood that reference. The latest happenings on Capitol Hill with Elijah Harshow contributor Joel Cannon on KWTO. Is it good news that Washington, D.C. is cutting, talking about cutting our taxes? Could it be that What the Hill has a positive, exciting segment today, Joel? What do I ever? Uh, they are talking about cutting some people's taxes, but not everyone's taxes. That is the problem with tax cuts. Um, yeah, so news out of Washington is there's a tax cut deal. Jason Smith, congressman from Missouri, he is the Ways and Means chairman in the House. Ron Wyden essentially is a skeleton in the Senate. He's from Oregon. He's been the head of the Finance Committee for 30 years or something. And uh, they have gotten together. They have made an announcement that they have a common sense, bipartisan, bicameral tax framework to, quote, promote the financial security of working families, boost American competitiveness, and strengthen Main Street businesses. It sounds really good, but, you know, what what does this mean? What does this mean for us? Well, there's a few things. The basic framework is this. They extend, enhance, increase several different tax credits and uh, different tax policies. So, enhance- you love tax credits, don't you? I I do not. I do not love tax credits. So I view. I have an unconventional view. I think at this point, um, for most Republicans, but I view the tax code much like the appropriations process, where well-connected lobbyists and special interest groups get together and they get their favorite senator and congressman to hand out tax breaks, which is code for money, hand out money through the tax code, but it's only if you're connected, it's only if you're wealthy, it's only if you meet certain criteria. So this isn't lowering everyone's taxes, this is lowering certain people's taxes. Um, and if, just like Washington, you know, they pick and they pick and choose like they do with everything else, who they deem worthy, what actions they deem worthy to receive tax credits. So a lot of these, um, you know, Clinton figured out in the 90s he could convince Republicans to vote for spending if he put it in the tax code and handed it out, essentially social engineering projects. We want you to have children. Here's some money. We want you to buy a house. Here's money. But the problem is then it's we want you to buy, a, you know, solar panels. Here's money for that. We want you to buy an electric vehicle. Here's money for that. But if you can't afford those things or you don't want to have those things or you cannot have those things like children you don't get those and then on top of that if you for the adoption tax credit you go to adopt you get a ten thousand dollar tax credit well now adoption costs twenty thousand dollars instead of ten because they know you're not paying for it the government is having said that um that's just sort of some background but uh this deal that they're looking at it would expand the child tax credit i I want to get to this in a minute but i want to ask you about this tax credit thing because the argument from conservatives is, hey, we're starving the government either way. Even if it's tax credits, we may not like, you may not like who gets them or how they're given out, but it's less money the federal government gets or just governments get. 
you you still think that's not sufficient? No, I totally disagree because the government's not starving. They just keep printing more money. And they're spending money on the spending side and they're spending money through the tax code. We're not starving them by increasing tax But credits. a tax credit is a credit against taxes. So it's like a business will say, oh, I'm going to pay less taxes because of this tax credit. So the government gets less money. Yeah, I know what a tax credit is, but the government's not... They're getting less money in that one particular place, but they're not getting less money overall. And the way that it works is only the tax credits are only going to certain, you know, they're only going to certain companies. They're only going to certain individuals. So it's not a fair distribution of government spending. And this is money the government is sitting on. And every time you eliminate a tax credit, um, every time you increase a tax credit, you're right. You take money from the government. But the government isn't in in need. They just go print more money and they go spend. It doesn't. Yeah, but those are different. Like, if you follow that out to its natural conclusion, then tax cuts are pointless because they'll just continue to to print money. That's a, it's a different complaint that. But it doesn't you know, work to tax cut down to zero. It just doesn't work. You, it it works if you're going to change the way they get the money in the first place. But you have this is like the Swiss cheese argument. They're taking in ten dollars. Let's say. They're deciding we're going to pass back out $5, but it's it's holes in the system. You're not lowering how much money they're bringing in every year. I mean, you are technically, but it's it's it still is a sp- it's still spending. You're passing out the money to who you want to give it to, whom you want to give it to, for what you want to get. It's it's essentially Bringing in money and then just, and then turning around and passing it back out to certain people. It's no different than spending on the spending side. Except it's money they never actually spend because they don't get it in the first place. It's a credit. So it's a credit against your taxes. Well, they do spend some of it. Some of it's refundable. And yeah, refundable ones. I get that. I mean, and they're all for those of you who don't don't know, refundable tax credits are you, even if your, your tax liability is zero, then the government just pays you money. Non refundable tax credits are, if your tax liability is ten thousand, you have a three thousand dollar. You can reduce your taxable liability by three thousand dollars. And look, it's it's a total Washington scam to be like we're gonna we're only bringing in you know our revenue this year is three million dollars. Um, oh, but then we're gonna pass out a bunch of it. I mean, you still have to borrow the money to make up the difference for what they're not bringing in in the revenue. I'd love for them to actually cut taxes and cut spending to match that. But the the fair way to do it is to say, okay, we're getting rid of all the holes in the Swiss cheese. We're going to lower the overall rate, and we're just not going to take that money from you in the first place. And you can keep it, and you can use whatever use it for whatever you want. Not you can only get your own money back if you do what we want you to do. But um, the refundable ones are growing by leaps and bounds. And in this, so in the new framework that they've come up with, they expand the child tax credit. They make the refundable portion because right now I think the tax credit's two thousand dollars. The refundable portion that you can get back if your tax liability is zero is like sixteen hundred. So they increase the refundability. They eliminate the penalty for larger families, meaning families with multiple kids would um, get more of the child tax credit. They adjust it for inflation, so it automatically goes up. Another set of things in in the deal that they came up with is. Immediate expensing of research and development, um, deducting the costs of U.S.-based research and development. Now, I don't even have time to go into this. I did a whole report on the R&D tax credit. 
like a fourth of it is going to Google and Microsoft. Okay. So the R&D tax credit is a complete corporate giveaway and tons and tons and tons of the dollars in the tax code are essentially uh, cor- corporate welfare. And instead of just lowering the overall corporate rate, we keep the rate high, we bring in all the money, and then we distribute it back to the companies that we approve of, essentially. There's other things in there, um, expanding the small business expensing cap and a few other things that cost some money. They also enhance the low-income housing tax credit, which is, you know, a private-public thing. You put this much money in, we'll sell the credits for this much on the dollar, um, totally increasing the amount of money that's available for that. Well, Schumer, uh, not Schumer, Wyden and, what's his name, Jason Smith said, well, we're going to help pay for this by essentially ending the employee retention tax credit program. The employee retention tax credit program was a COVID program that handed out tax credits to companies that would keep people on staff. This sounds great. Oh, we're going to eliminate this program earlier than it needs to be. We're going to save $70 billion. Well, that's a little bit of a misnomer. The program has had, uh, it, there's 323 open investigation or investigations into the program. $2.8 billion in fraud has been found. So much so that the IRS itself voluntarily said, we're going to put a moratorium on this program. So the IRS admits $3 billion in fraud. The, the program was totally defrauded. Everybody was scammed. IRS says back in September, we're going to shut this program down early. Okay. And then this new tax framework says we're going to end this program and use that as our, um, you know, our 70 billion in savings or whatever. So the pay for is a little bit of a scam, I would say. And it doesn't even cover the whole cost. The cost of the deal is about 80, $80 billion. You know, I appreciate them trying to work together. I wish they would do something that was like a little more fair. I mean, there's a lot to be said about the child tax credit. And I know people think it's like it might as well be called the conservative tax credit because it's like, oh, have more babies, get more money from the government. But I would rather be able to keep that money on the front end, not have to send it to D.C. to get it back, you know, in the on the paperwork in my taxes. But having said that, they have tried to say they're going to try to pass something by January 29th. So they don't mess with this year's tax filings. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't think it's probably going anywhere at this point. Uh, you mentioned you, you, you're you excited to see them working together because this is Democrat and Republican working together, right? Yeah. I mean, they might as well do something while they're there. So here's my question, because Senator Ray Lightford from Oklahoma, he's trying to work on a bipartisan uh, uh, border deal. Does it ever work though we work with the Democrats? Don't we always just end up giving up way more than, than it's worthwhile to get a deal done? Yeah. Or do you I think mean, this is like actually like we're moving the ball forward on tax? Um, on this particular one, no, I don't think this is a step in the right direction. I think this is a step in the same direction, which is doubling down on tax credits we already have instead of truly overhauling the code. I mean, if we were going to do it right, you tax behavior you don't approve of and you don't and you don't tax behavior that you want people to do. So we shouldn't be taxing work, right? We want people to work. You shouldn't be taxing that. But anyway, this is a step in the same direction as always, I would say. But, um, you know, James Langford working on a 
Oh, I what, called him what, Ray Lankford. Jane right. Lankford. Um, you said a border bill? He's right. Yeah, he's yeah. got a border bill that he's I mean, trying to... And, and, you know, already people are complaining because they're seeing the outlines and being like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Look, if you're going to go to Washington and not try to fix the problem, then just don't go. So kudos to Langford for trying to be in these conversations. They're excruciating. I've been in them. The The border conversations are essentially a nightmare because of the dreamers issue. You know, kids whose parents came illegally they were born here there's a million of them what do what do we do with them it's not you know they it is not their fault they were born here their parents were the ones that committed a crime um and trying to have a sort of a compassionate approach to that what's more compassionate giving them and their families a free pass or is it compassion for taxpayers and saying you know you all have to go home and get in line so all of these issues i think it's worth having the conversations, but we do tend to make bad deals, but thankfully most of them never come to fruition. Now, Medicare Part D, Obamacare, those types of things, those were bad deals all the way around. Um, well, Obamacare wasn't even a deal. They just shoved it through on Democrat votes. But um, yeah, I think if you're going to be there, you should at least attempt to have these conversations. But I am a little disappointed in the direction of the tax package. Yeah, I get that. All right. We're going to be right back. We're going to do a snake draft. We're picking our favorite chips. You, wanna, you won't want to miss this one. We'll be right back.